You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Show sponsored by BetUS, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker, and not with me today is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. He's indisposed, although you will hear from him before the episode is over. But I am joined today by a very special guest. He is the deputy editor of sports betting for ESPN.com slash chalk. He is also a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. He is also a close personal friend. For, for over 30 years, almost 40 years. I mean, I've, I've known this guy a really long time, not to date either him or myself, but I'm very pleased to have him welcoming, uh, have him here on the show. He is also my co-host on Pick 6 with David Behrman. David, how are you? Good, Josh. Thanks for having me on. You made me feel good for a second when you said 30 years. You made me feel young, and then you corrected yourself when we went to 40 years. I'm like, all right, well. Not as long yeah, as you look. Wow. I mean, I'm only wearing this tonight because my four and a half year old told me I had gray hair and I looked old. So ah. I'm no longer going anywhere without a hat or a beanie or anything because she said I have gray hair. So therefore I'm old. And, you know, oh, when a four, well. four and a half year old tells you that, you you know, it's not that gray. No, it doesn't look gray at all from where I'm sitting. Oh. But you see, you've got the gray hair, which is one thing. I've got the, the growing forehead, which is another thing, which is why I've got the hat on. Uh, this evening, but anyway, really glad to have you here on the show. Thank Thanks for jumping in. The brain uh, brain has other stuff going on this week. He's just had this whole bye week to relax, right? And it's and now he's got he's got other things going on. I, I he mean, couldn't come on do the show just like the rest of the Dolphins during their bye week. Did, did he get COVID too? Because everybody else did. No, 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 no. It's been been over a year now since the brain had COVID. Oh, almost a year. It's been a long time. He he's already had it once. Hopefully, he doesn't have it again. He's, uh, you know, but it's a crazy time right now, and we're going to talk about it because listen, the, the the COVID stuff is is rocking the league right now. Before we get into any of that, though, uh, a reminder to everybody: if you haven't done so already, to make sure that you are subscribed to the same old Dolphin Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that you get your podcast. Uh, we want to make sure that you don't miss an episode of the show. Make sure that you also leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. I mean, frankly, you could leave us a negative review if you wanted to, as long as you leave five stars. So, you know, it's up to you. I, I think anybody, anybody who listened to the intro, like, I, I actually truly forgot how awful that song was. Not the Miami Has the Dolphin song. We all love that. But that, that first song that you played for three minutes, we forgot how awful it was until I heard it. So it's good. Five oh, stars. great. I can't believe you don't like that song. It's a wonderful <laughs> song. Rooting for the Dolphins, the mighty, mighty Dolphins. But <laughs> anyway, make sure you download, rate, and review the show. We appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. 
turn on the notification bell, hit the like button on this video. We appreciate it very much. Hello to all of our friends on the I Am Miami Dolphins fan Facebook page. We're glad to see all of you joining us live. If you've never joined us live before, why not join us at some point? Because you can get, get involved with the chat here that's going on. It's fun times for everybody. So come and join us. We look forward to having you here on the live show. And we appreciate everybody who's listening to the podcast as well. And make sure you're visiting DolphinsTalk.com each and every day for all the latest Miami Dolphins news and information, including updates on who may or may not be on the COVID list. Because right now, that is really the big story, not just for the Dolphins, but across the league. You've got the Rams with 25 players on the COVID list. As of Thursday evening, you've got the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns, both with 21. And these are not the only teams with COVID problems. Uh, Listen, it's not even the NFL isn't the only league with COVID problems. You've got NHL teams. You've got NBA teams. You've got uh, English Premier League teams on the Mm -hmm. opposite side of the, the pond. You've got all kinds of COVID issues. The thing here is, and this is the tricky point, is that the NFL seems to be the only league that is not willing to postpone games for whatever reason. They don't want to pause things. They don't want to pause operations. They don't want to postpone. These other leagues have built in things. They've got rules and regulations and protocols where they can decide, you know what, too many players are unavailable for this team, so we're going to postpone this next game and push it off. The NFL, the only thing that they really put in place in terms of not having games happen was if there was a team with a bunch of unvaccinated players that had a that had an outbreak, that there was that was something that could tr- potentially trigger a forfeit. But we know that the vast majority of these teams have vaccinated players, and these are the players, you know, among these players, these are the guys that are testing positive. And you've got symptomatic players who are causing other players to be asymptomatic, but you've got teams that are being tested more often than other teams because of whatever it is, uh, because they're in the, whatever the extra bonus protocols are, you know, when they've got to shut things down even more. Uh, So you've got these other teams that are getting, their asymptomatic players are being tested more often, and that's causing more positive cases. So the NFLPA is pushing really hard to get the NFL to put the season on pause. The NFL is not going to do it, especially not once this Thursday night game has begun. So I don't think things are going to stop. So That means we need to look ahead to this game against the Jets because the Dolphins, in spite of the fact that they've got players on the COVID list, are still going to have to play this game and, quite frankly, still need to win this game if they want to have any chance of making the playoffs in the AFC, something that is still very, very possible, even though there's a lot that's going to need to go their way in order for that to happen. So, David, here's what we know as as of this show right now. We know that the Dolphins have. Savan Ahmed, Miles Gaskin, Philip Lindsay, Jared Dokes, Javon Holland, and Jalen Waddell, all on the COVID reserve list. We know that the that I, I don't know what the status is of Waddle, but I, I believe we know that everybody else, or Dokes is the other one, I don't know his vaccination status, but we know with the others, the running backs, that they're all vaccinated so they can get two negative tests within 24 hours up to, I think it's by 4 p.m. on Saturday. If they can have two negative tests 24 hours apart, they can still play on Sunday, even though they haven't been with the team practicing as the week has gone along. They would still be eligible to play. 
So that's what we know. Whether they do that remains to be seen. As of the time we're recording this on Thursday, they're still there. They're still set to be inactive on Sunday. Um, so I guess my, my question for you is, and I know that you come from a, a sports betting standpoint, and you do a lot of work on that. What is COVID doing to the sports betting world in general? And then what is it doing on a smaller scale? How do you feel it's going to affect the Dolphins and their ability to win this game against the Jets on Sunday? Well, first and foremost, we hope all the players are healthy and, and their families and everybody stays healthy. Obviously, COVID is, is nothing to screw around about. And, you know, it, it, it's getting to that to that point where these players and, and the teams, you mentioned 25 Rams and 21 Browns and, um, the you know, Washington team has 17 players out and it's adding up. And I don't see how the NFL goes further farther with this and how they play. Um, you think they're going to because you're right. The league, the the, the week just kicked off a few minutes ago, uh, and they have made no arrangements so far to push games out. I just don't see how a team's going to play on Saturday with 25 guys on the COVID list. The NFL obviously wants to make their money. They don't want to postpone games or move games. But at some point, you got to think about the safety of the players, the safety of the teams, and also the safety of the fans. You know, the Omicron variant and everything that's going on right now, it's super spreading. Um, but yeah, we've made it 15 weeks without any postponements, without any delays, and quite frankly, without any real massive outbreaks. Uh, unlike last year where we had games on Tuesday and we had games on Wednesday and we had games pushed to Lord knows what days because they, they you know, it was so new and People weren't vaccinated and, and they kept canceling games and moving games all around. At the end of the day, they got all their 256 games in uh, this year. You expect them to get them all in. And, you know, I still doubt have doubt in me whether they're going to play that game on Saturday. And yet they haven't canceled it yet. The Browns Raiders game. They haven't canceled any of the other games and they want to play. Um, but, you know, you have a 56 man roster and 20 guys, 25, 25 of them are on, uh, on the COVID restricted list. So um, you don't need a, a, a Texas instrument calculator to figure out that that's, that's not good math right there. 25 out of 56. So uh, you hope they figure it out. And as far as the dolphins are concerned, yeah, it's disheartening to find out that the whole backfield is out and Jalen Waddle's out and Holland's out and others are out. And Brian Flores says he has a plan. And I just don't think we know enough to figure out what they are going to do. Cause you would hope that these vaccinated players would get double negative tests and be able to play. And we haven't had any indication that they're not going to play, but you know, it is Thursday night. And the deadline is Saturday at four o'clock and we haven't heard anything. I keep checking my fantasy team and keep refreshing Miles Gatskin, hoping that at some point I'll have an update other than tested positive for COVID, which was Sunday's news. Um, we really don't know what's going on there. And at the end of the day, they're hoping that Malcolm Brown comes back. And um, I, I believe that they, uh, they, they, they think Duke Johnson's going to play and um, it's not promising, but at the same time they are playing the New York jets. And, you know, I was in the stadium Four weeks ago when the Dolphins played the Jets, I brought my kid down there for his first ever game. Josh met him a few minutes ago before we went on air. Um, and the Dolphins dominated the Jets, and, and I expect them to do it as well. Um, from a betting point of view, I'm, I'm actually stunned that the Dolphins line keeps getting higher and higher and higher. The line was 6.5, it was 7.5, it was 8.5. It's actually up to 10 by now. I uh, never thought I'd see the Dolphins as a 10-point favorite. It was a team that was a 1-7 in seven a few weeks ago. That being said, it tells you how bad the Jets are. I would have actually thought – that with all these COVID positives and absolutely no running back to, to speak of, you're missing your rookie wide receiver and you're missing your number one safety, that it would go the other way. Um, but that's how little of faith people have in the New York Jets. And not to give away what's going to be out tomorrow on ESPN Chalk, but our column, uh, our best bets that has at least one pick, if not 10 picks on every single game, I know three of our writers have already reached out to me telling me they are taking 
your Miami Dolphins, which scares me a little bit because I can tell you as the editor of this document and someone who has overseen this for three years, nobody picks the Miami Dolphins ever in the column except for me. And I have three of my more respected sports bettors who are jumping on the Dolphins, not at seven, not at eight, but the line's all the way up to 10. And those guys are jumping on them right now. I, and we'll get into it later, like the under in this game for, for a variety of reasons. I was on this show a month ago and I picked the under in the Dolphins-Jets game. And if you had picked the Dolphins in another Jets game both times last year, both times the year before, and both times the year before that, you would find a pattern because you would, uh, you'd you'd be 7-0 and right now heading into Sunday's game. So my advice, we'll get into why later, take the under. Yeah, well, we'll we will get into that a little bit later on. But yeah, here's the Dolphins running back room as of right now. It is Duke Johnson, Jordan Scarlett, and uh, a new addition, Dexter Williams, who has just signed after uh, he had a tryout with the team earlier this week. The team also tried out former Miami Dolphins running back Lamar Miller, uh, and they decided that uh, Lamar Miller is, I guess, a little bit too washed for them. So they're not they're not bringing Lamar Miller back. So these are the guys that they've got. And uh, the, the other positive is that it does sound like Malcolm Brown, who has been on IR, is he's been designated to return. So he may or may not be activated in time for Sunday's game. We'll, we'll see whether the Dolphins do that. So it's, but here's the thing. All the Dolphins running backs, I think realistically, these are all replacement level guys. So if you take a replacement level running back and you replace him with another replacement level running back and you don't have a very efficient running game, it's not going to be a significant difference. So I don't think there's going to be uh, any kind of significant hindrance to the Dolphins offense because of the fact that all of these running backs are are injured and they're, they're, they've got a different group of guys back there. As we've seen with the Dolphins, they don't really run the ball that well anyway. So I think there's, there's that that I think is an okay thing. The bigger concern is what do you do without Jalen Waddell? Because anybody who has watched the Dolphins for any period of time this year, uh, it listen, it's no surprise. This is what the Dolphins do is they lean on Jalen Waddell. Tua really likes Jalen Waddell. He's one of the most – he's easily his most targeted – uh, receiver on this team. And now he's gone. He's not available on Sunday. They do get the boost of having Devontae Parker back, but Devontae Parker is going to fulfill a very different kind of role than what Jalen Waddle does. And without having Waddle and the attention that he draws, I think that affects what Devontae Parker's role is in this offense. You've also got Mike Kosicki, who some weeks is there and some weeks, you know, he's he's an incredible weapon for the Dolphins as well. So you're going to be leaning on Parker. You're going to be leaning on Gesicki, but then you're also leaning on guys like Albert Wilson and Mac Collins. And is that going to be enough to beat the Jets? It should be because the Jets defense is really, really bad. 32nd, last in the league in defensive DVOA, it, by, according to Football Outsiders. It's a terrible, terrible unit. So theoretically, the Dolphins, even without their best weapon and without uh, a whole stable of running backs should still be able on offense to beat this bad Jets defense. They should still be able to put some points on the board. Maybe they're not going to put enough points on the board to hit the over in this game, but they're going to put some points on the board, you would assume. So, David, when you look at the Dolphins, with even with all these shortcomings here, what is it that you think that they're going to need to do in order to beat this, you know, pretty – weak Jets defense. 
I really, they need to get Mike Gusecki involved. You, you mentioned a few minutes ago that sometimes he's there, sometimes he isn't. You know, and if you're losing your backfield, and you're absolutely right, they're 31st in the NFL in rushing. They're, they're, when, when you're basically saying that the Dolphins are not going to have, possibly not have any of their starting three running backs, and they may need to start running backs four or five, and whoever they pick up off the field, or, you know, my kid's on his way down there to run for them, what are you missing? It's 31st in the NFL. They didn't beat the Jets four weeks ago by rushing the ball either. Uh, what, what, what Tua has to do is be as efficient as he's been hit Devante Parker, hit Mike Kosecki. Hopefully, you know, Hollins ca- catches one here or there. He was a difference maker in the first game. Um, Jalen Waddle absolutely concerns me, him not being there. He's been a huge part of the offense. If you look at the percentage wise, how many targets they give him a game, how many yards he gets a game, he has been the offense. So Tua is going to have to find other weapons. You know, whoever needs to step up, I think it's going to be Devontae Parker. I think it's got to be Hollins and Gusecki. They need to get open. They need to drive the ball. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins are going to win this game because they have the better defense. You talked about the Jets have a historically bad defense. It's really, really bad. The Dolphins, resurgence. Their defense has held opponents to 13.5 points per game, which is the in the last seven games during this winning streak and the Buffalo game before that over the last seven weeks. Um, that includes against the Jets. That's third best in the NFL behind the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are in action tonight, who have already allowed 14 points. Total QBR against the Dolphins in those six wins, 25.7, second best in the NFL behind the New England Patriots. They faced Joe Flacco, veteran Joe Flacco, last time because Robert Salah and the Jets were scared to put rookie Zach Wilson in there against the improved Dolphins blitzing defense. Well, that same blitzing defense is going to be there this week maybe with Holland, maybe without, and Zach Wilson's going to be back there. And anybody who watched Zach Wilson last week in that train wreck of a game against the Saints, the only disappointing part was of all his incompletions, none of them actually landed in the hands of the New Orleans Saints because I had bet on Zach Wilson to throw an interception or two. So he may have completed 40% of his passes, but none of the 60% misses ever went to the wrong team. I expect the Dolphins to be able to pressure him, bring the blitz, stop the Jets. The Jets aren't scoring more than more than nine or 10 points. This to me looks like about a 23 to seven type game. I expect them to win. I'm not one that likes to lay eight, nine, 10 points with a team that only scores 19.7 points per game. You're, it's not exactly the good math there to, to, to lay that many points unless the Dolphins are going to win 21 to nothing. Um, but I do think that they are the better team. They still have some weapons on offense at the end of the day it usually comes down to which team has the better quarterback in the NFL. And it's not even close with Tua versus Zach Wilson or whoever else the Jets want to throw in there. So as long as the Dolphin defense, you know, for Dolphin fans watching, hoping for improvements off what they saw last year, or earlier this year, if the Dolphins are going to win this week with what they're missing or what they might be missing, it's going to look a lot like last season, strong defense, forcing turnovers an offense that doesn't make mistakes, moves the ball when they need to scores what they need to, get a special teams thing, get a get a defensive turnover, and win the game 23-10 to 10 or something like that. It ain't going to be pretty. They haven't been pretty. But, yes, it's a must-win for the Dolphins. I know nobody likes that phrase, but you're talking about a team that was 1-7 that now is 6-7, and seven, and if they don't win, they're not making the playoffs. They need to win this one. They need to win the next one, and then we'll figure out what they do the final two weeks of the season. It would behoove the Los Angeles Chargers, who are playing on my TV to my left, to lose tonight to help the Miami Dolphins. So if you're watching, root for the Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, root for Travis Kelsey. Well, I, I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, listen, yes, the Dolphins do need the Chiefs to get the big win here as a number of other results that the Dolphins are cheering for as well as they try to make this push to make what would be really a historic run to the postseason if they were to start 1-7 and seven and end up making the playoffs. But 
talk about the advantage of having a, a 17 game season starting one and seven and still finding a way into the playoffs that you know that seven 17 game season would help a lot in that regard anyway listen i'm not going to get involved in the uh into the playoff scenarios and what needs to happen there's just so much that needs to go the right way for the dolphins to make the playoffs at the end of the day that i just it's it's too early to get into any of that talk here's the big thing that you need to know the big thing that the Dolphins need to avoid is what they don't want is to end the season with the same record as the Buffalo Bills. That's Correct. a big one. They want to, if if at if at all possible, you want to end up with with a better record, or you know, if, if the, preferably the Bills find a way to win the division, that would be that would be the best thing for the Dolphins. Um, wait, boy, perfect world. How about this? How about how about the nine and seven Dolphins versus the ten and six New England Patriots in Week 18? That'd be a good matchup, wouldn't it? But I don't want to get—I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Listen, all I'm saying is you want the Dolphins to reach the last week of the season with better records than the Bills, Colts, and Raiders. If they can do that, they're going to be in with a shout, in with yeah. a chance. And That's I'm not too concerned about the Raiders because the Raiders have, have shown exactly who they are. It's a game the Dolphins should have won. Uh, the Bills worry me only because they aren't winning division and, and we don't have the tiebreaker over them. And they do break the division, the, the ties first within the division. So you don't want to be tied with Buffalo. You do want Buffalo to either fall below Miami or, or go ahead and win the division. Right now, there's only a one game difference, which would have been unfathomable a month ago to know that the Dolphins are one back from the Buffalo Bills. But yeah. You, you want to be tied with the with the Baltimore Ravens. You don't want to be tied with the Indianapolis Colts. You don't want to be tied with the Los Angeles with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So, you you really are. It is hard to get ahead. I think the simplest way to do it is there is no room for error. The Dolphins have to take care of business on the field. I do firmly believe that if they win out, which hey they've won five in a row, what's not another four? You're not exactly playing murderers row out there. You're getting the Jets. You're getting the struggling Saints. Titans are banged up, and then you never know what happens when you face the Patriots down in Miami. May have nothing to play for, may have everything to play for. And they already beat them once. Um, but you got to win those games. I do think that if they go 10-7, and seven, they're in. Because the rest of the AFC is, is a hot mess, and those teams will lose. Um, not everybody can go 4-0. If everybody was 4-0, then the Dolphins aren't in the playoffs. But that's not possible. They're going to beat each other up. Right. They're going to play Buffalo again. You know, Cleveland plays Cincinnati, and the, the, the Raiders will play the Chargers. They're all going to play each other. And there is that extra spot. We're not talking about two wild card spots. We're talking about three wild card spots. So we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, nothing matters if they go out and lose to the New York Jets. So right. And so the that, Jets that's first. the bottom line. Worry about everything else. Go beat else the Jets. Right. Go beat the Jets. Whether, whether everybody's got COVID, whether it's me and David out there for the Dolphins, or whether it's, it's Tua and Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, whoever it is. Dolphins need to go out there and get the win. And listen, they're going to be able I, – I think they're going to be able to – when the last time the Dolphins faced the Jets, the Jets started Joe Flacco at quarterback because he was a veteran that they knew was going to be able to handle the, the kinds of looks that the Dolphins were going to throw at, the, at them in that game. They knew that that was something that they needed to prepare for, and they knew that Flacco, with his veteran savvy, was going to be able to help them with that. And, and we saw that – Flacco actually did do that pretty effectively for stretches of that game for the Jets. But now the Jets are also without Elijah Moore. They're also without Corey Davis. They're getting Michael Carter back for this game, which is helpful for them. But they've also got Zach Wilson starting at quarterback. And this is a guy who has shown that he has struggled against NFL defenses. And now he's going to face the number 11 defense, according to Football Outsiders by DVOA, in the entire NFL. So 
And that's number 11 in DVOA after that pretty bad start to the season for this defense. So uh, to, to give you an idea of how well this defense is playing, it's probably even a little bit better than that. But, you know, they're taking the full season into mm-hmm. consideration there. So this Dolphins defense is no joke. And I think it should be able to handle this pretty weak Jets offense. And listen, the Jets are 3-11. and 11. They've got four games left. Or I'm sorry, they're three and three and ten. They've got four games left. They just want to get out of here. They just mm-hmm. want to get through the season so they can all go golfing, right? They want to get out of here. So I, I don't expect that they're going to put up a huge fight in this one. I, I think, you know, I think we're going to be okay. At least I hope we're going to be okay. So uh, how about a well? We'll get to your prediction here in a little bit because you've got a pick that you're going to make. But I'm going to give my prediction. For this game, I'm going to predict that the Miami Dolphins are going to have a win at home against the Jets. It might not be the most beautiful of performances, but I believe that the Dolphins are going to get themselves a 26-9 to victory over the New York Jets. It's going to be their second straight game without allowing a touchdown. How about that? How about that? Two straight games without allowing a touchdown. For your Miami Dolphins. Now, I told you earlier, the brain couldn't be here with us today, but that didn't stop him from putting a video together for a little message for all of you out there. So now let's hear from Aaron the Brain. Fuck the Jets, fuck the Jets, fuck the fucking Jets. Fuck the Jets, fuck the Jets, fuck the fucking Jets. Fuck the Jets, fuck the Jets, fuck the fucking Jets. Fuck the Jets, fuck the Jets, fuck the Jets. What is up, Dolphin fans? Hello to the people. The Dolphins are getting ready to uh, come out of the bye week on fire. Got some bad news about Jalen Waddell. He's not going to be available, but that's okay because I don't think you're going to need Jalen Waddell to beat the awful New York Jets, who may very well be the worst team in the National Football League. Look, the formula is simple. It's been the same throughout this winning streak. Defense is where uh, it all starts. They set the tone. Should have another banner day as their young players continue to gel and get better. Uh, The defense continues to play better as a unit. I think uh, the Dolphins will take care of business regardless of who's playing at quarterback for the Jets. So whether it's the the rookie, whether it's Flacco, whether it's uh, White Walker over there, uh, the, the Dolphins defense will have their way with this terrible Jets football team should be able to keep them, I would say the 13 points or less. And I think the offense will do enough. Tua has been remarkably efficient. The Jets are a terrible defense, even without Jalen Waddle. I think the Dolphins will be able to, to do their thing. I, I expect a big time day out of Devonte Parker. And I think the Dolphins will do enough to get themselves a comfortable victory. Miami wins this one. 23 to 13 and gets to 500 for the first time since week two by winning their sixth 
consecutive game, setting up a huge Monday night matchup next week in New Orleans. So uh, get pumped, Dolphin fans. We're not yet at the point where I'm excited about playoff prospects. There's still, you know, a lot of things that need to go Miami's way. But first and foremost, you got to take care of business and beat an awful Jets football team. Nothing better, nothing sweeter than sweeping the Jets. That's what we're going to do by getting a comfortable victory this Sunday. So fuck the Jets. Let's go, Dolphins. Goodbye to the people. See you all on the on the recap show, which we should be recording live Monday evening. Take care. So that's the brain. Those are his thoughts. You disagree with anything he said? No, I just know that the uh, the first 20 minutes I was on air, there were two or three times I thought I was going to slip up and have a curse word and didn't want to go there because, you know, you never know. Mom and dad might be listening, but, you know, the brain did it for us. So I agree with him. F the Jets. And, uh, you know, I actually had thought about that score, 23-13, and that's actually something I was going to tell you. But then I also remember earlier in the show I said they weren't going to get double digits. So, I'll go with uh, I'll go with twenty three to seven because you already stole the nine and he stole the thirteen. So I'll go twenty three to seven. Uh, Dolphins have a defensive touchdown. They have a Tua pass to Gasecki touchdown. They get a couple of field goals and they hold the Jets to one fluky touchdown. Just like the last time they played, the Jets had a broken coverage touchdown over the middle. Um, it happens. No one's perfect, uh, but that's that's where we get. You know, expect the Dolphins to score on the first drive because that's what they do. Uh, 23-7 Dolphins survive in advance. There we go. All right. So we're going to get into your picks for the week because this is a special episode of the same old Dolphin show, a little crossover with the pick six show. So we're going to get into your best bets of the week. But before we do that, I've got a very important message from our friends at Manscaped because, fellas, this episode of the same old Dolphin show is brought to you by our favorite producers of Ball Trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new products. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code DOLPHINSTALK for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. Listen, 2022 is on its way, and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet. 2021 sucked, and that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. Their signature, Lawnmower 4.0, is here to take down every pube in its path. Additionally, they've got their Manscaped refined cologne. They've got their two-in-one shampoo and conditioner they've got the body wash they've got all kinds of excellent products over there at manscaped and listen you can't go wrong they're great products and uh you know i don't know if david has used the products but they're excellent products this is top shelf stuff here okay i'm telling you this is really good stuff can't go wrong with manscaped so head over to manscaped.com use the promo code dolphins talk you're going to save 20 percent off get free shipping i'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year, why don't you join me with Manscaped? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DolphinsTalk at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code DolphinsTalk. Happy New Year to your balls. 
All right. Time for some picks. We every so for those of you who have not seen Pick Six with David Behrman on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, it's probably because we haven't done a show in a few weeks. The holiday season has thrown everything in a disarray, so we haven't done a show for a little while. But for those of you that have seen those episodes, uh, we go through. We typically go through the player props for the week for the Dolphins and their opponent, which we're not going to do here today on the same old Dolphin show. But we are going to talk about David's best bets of the week, which we do talk about on pick six. So let's get into it now. And we're going to start with the Dolphins game. You you already told us what you think the result is going to be. You thought the Dolphins are going to win, which makes sense that you would pick. uh, You you said that that the Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites here. It was the line. The over-under was 41. You said the score was going to be 23-7. to So I'm assuming you're taking the under here. I am taking the under. And, and, and just for record-keeping purposes, it's, it was 42 when I bet it. It'll be 42 in the column tomorrow. You can have it at 41. 42 is a uh, – it's one of those key numbers, so I'm going to stick to that. If you look at the Dolphins' last seven games versus the Jets, five of which Brian Flores was on the sidelines to for – they average 32.3 points per game. These games aren't getting close to the over. Even the game that we witnessed four weeks ago, which consisted of a really good Dolphins drive to start the game, a really good Dolphins drive to end the game, two broken coverage touchdowns, one by Max Hollins and one over the middle for the Jets. They still only totaled 41 points in that game, didn't get to the posted 45 number. These two teams don't have enough offense. They're 30th and 31st in rushing. They're 22nd and 29th in total yards. They're 29th and 25th in scoring. Yes, the Jets' defense sucks. We know that. We went over that. They were just as bad the last time we played. In fact, going into the Dolphins-Jets game, the Jets had given up a record number of points in the four previous games, which was the the, the highest in 50 years of four-game total that the Jets had allowed going into that Dolphins game, and I still took the under. I wrote in the column, I know, historically speaking, Nobody has been worse than the Jets in those four games, but we're talking about a Dolphins dink and dunk offense. They're not explosive. They just dink and dunk down the field. Tua dumps it here, Tua dumps it there. They run for a yard here, run for a yard here. And that's not even beginning to talk about what we talked about earlier with three running backs gone, number one wide receiver gone. It's just, it all adds up to an under. And you know what? If these two teams combine to score 50 points, you tip your cap. You said, hey, I watched an exciting game. I'm not expecting to watch an exciting game. I saw it four weeks ago. It was fun to be at. These two teams do not exclude offense. They just don't. You look at the numbers, the Dolphins average 19 and a half per game, and that's three points higher than the Jets average. So the two teams combined average about 36 and a half points per game. That's not anywhere close to the 42. Could they get to 42? Yeah, you could have a pick six. You could have a fumble recovery for a touchdown. You could have a couple of bombs. These two teams don't air it out. Zach Wilson can't throw the ball. Unless the Dolphins have two defensive turnovers and have some sort of you know brain fart on the other end, I don't see this one coming close to 42. Took it last time. I took it both times last year. I'm going to continue to cash that ticket. I'm no longer scared of betting low numbers like 42 because I quite frankly, Josh, I play this game every single week when I go and, and, and type up the lines for my guys. I project what I think the lines should be, and I see how close I am. And then I adjust based on what I think it's going to be. I said to myself, self, if this game is anywhere in the 40s, I'm going under. And I was actually very surprised to see it open at 42 and a half. It's come down a little bit due to the COVID stuff. Even if they get all those guys back, we're talking about Zach Wilson. We're talking about a dink and dunk Dolphins offense. Again, 29th and 25th in scoring, add it all up and you get an under. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. 
Let's go to your second pick of the week. The New Orleans Saints at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a big NFC South matchup. You got this. You like the Saints plus 11 here. Holy moly. He's taking against Tom Brady and the Bucs. He is, you know, Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion, the GOAT, the Bucs on fire, unstoppable. Nobody can beat them. One little problem. Brady has every record in the world. He's won a thousand Super Bowls. He owns everything. The guy plays like he's 20 when he's 44. He has one problem. He can't beat this team. He's not good versus this team. Let's look at it. Last year, first year in Tampa, they lost opening day in New Orleans in the Superdome. All right, it's his first game, first new offense. Give him a break. Okay. Week nine at home versus the Saints. Lost by 35 at home, 38 to 3. You're now 0 2 versus the Saints. Played horrible in both games. They did beat them in the playoffs. Can't deny that. They beat him in the playoffs on their way to the Super Bowl. He played terrible in the game. They trailed throughout. They rallied in the fourth quarter, snuck by the Saints, went on to win the Super Bowl. It happened. This year, first time they played this year, it wasn't Drew Brees. Jameis Winston started, got injured in the first quarter. Trevor Simeon came in, dominated the Bucs, dominated the Bucs, won again. Tom Brady won in three so far in four games versus New Orleans Saints. That high-powered offense, somehow Sean Payton has figured out how to stop it. They've averaged 310 yards per game, that high-powered offense, versus the Saints. Brady's 42.2 total QBR, by far his worst of any opponent he's faced since he's been the Bucs. Seven touchdowns, twice as many and more than any opponent. And I'm going to throw one crazy nugget out there just to put the final stamp of approval here. They beat the Giants a few weeks ago in primetime and covered. Prior to that game, which they beat the hapless Giants, TB12, Tom Brady, ruler of all the land, had law, had failed to cover in 11 consecutive primetime games. 11. Over the course of three seasons, including Patriots and the playoffs, Bucks and their Super Bowl run, and earlier this year versus the Cowboys and versus others, 11 straight primetime games he failed to cover until they faced the Giants, which you, me, my brother, your brother, and six other people could cover against. The guy goes to bed early. The guy has his TB12 regiment. He's not a nighttime guy. Again, that's just the nail right there at the end. Bottom line is Sean Payton and the, and the Saints have figured out how to stop this offense somehow, some way. I don't know why they're not telling anybody else. You're getting 11 points. You're not getting two. You're not getting three. I took the Saints last time in this same matchup outright money line getting four and a half and they won outright with Trevor Simeon at quarterback not saying that Taysom Hill is all world in fact I actually don't think Taysom Hill is good at all but they haven't seen Taysom Hill they've seen Drew Brees they've seen Jameis Winston they've seen Trevor Simeon but more importantly Sean Payton's defense has stopped Tom Brady just has I'm taking the 11 just that's a lot of points take the 11 I like it. I, I can't can't really argue with that. I mean, it, if you're going to go against Tom Brady, at least you've got a very good argument for supporting your supporting your pick. All right, you've also got the Tennessee Titans. I've got the line of minus one at Pittsburgh. So basically, a pick them here. Titans at Steelers. I, I can see why you might be picking the Titans here. Although, I, I, yeah, I guess I would be cheering for the Titans here. You want to see the Titans win and get Pittsburgh out of the picture as far as uh, being another team in front of the Dolphins. Yeah, you should be rooting for Tennessee. Tennessee has a division lead right now. You don't need it. I mean, I guess in a forward-thinking world, you could have Tennessee lose this one, lose the next one. Colts take over the division, 
keep in mind, Tennessee has the 2-0 advantage over the Colts. So they would need the Colts would need to finish ahead of Tennessee. The Dolphins do play Tennessee in a few weeks. So if Tennessee loses this one and then they lose the next one, maybe the Dolphins then beat them, then all of a sudden you might be in a scenario where the Colts win the division. The Dolphins can have the tiebreaker. I don't see it happening. Tennessee is better than that. They're better than Pittsburgh. Again, I play the whole, what should the line be? I had this as three and a half, the four points better than Pittsburgh. Big enough spread for me to be like, hmm, what's wrong with this spread? Why is it one, one and a half? Because Tennessee's beat up. They are. They have been beat up. They're missing Derrick Henry. They're missing other pieces. They did just get Julio Jones back last week. And I mean, it's as good as one or two quarters before he gets injured again. Titans lost to New England and Houston going on the downswing. Came back off a bye and 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 shut out Jacksonville and who hasn't? But more importantly, what has Pittsburgh shown us? Pittsburgh got embarrassed on national TV on Thursday night. They allowed Dalvin Cook and the Vikings to run for about 700 yards. At least that's what it felt like. They're 30th in the NFL in rush yard defense at 139.5 yards per game. But you don't have Derrick Henry. Okay. The Titans have run for over 100 yards in three straight games. They threw up 270 against the Patriots. Averaging 158 and a half yards rush per game. They've beaten the Rams and they've beaten the Saints without Derrick Henry. Why can't they beat the Steelers? I don't like the Steelers at all. I think Roethlisberger's done. Um, can the Steelers win the game? Of course they can. They just went and beat Baltimore a few weeks ago. What I saw from this Pittsburgh Steelers team on national TV Thursday night makes me want to take anybody who can run the ball better than the Dolphins and the Jets. And we know Tennessee can do that. So I expect Tennessee to pound the ball, run for 150 yards, control the clock, be the better team. Tannehill throws a touchdown here or there, win a game 30 to 30 to 20. I think Tennessee wins this one. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to argue with you. And, and I think quite frankly, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm cheering for all the teams that are in the top of the division to just separate at this point, although except for the AFC North, that one's so much of a mess. I wouldn't mind seeing the, the Ravens be involved in that wild card picture instead of, Instead I of the mean, Bengals. There, there is a path where the Dolphins beating Tennessee forces Tennessee out of the division, but it's so slim because the yeah. fact that Tennessee beat the Colts twice that you're right. better off throwing Tennessee as the division champ, hope the Colts fall back, who, by the way, face the New England Patriots on Saturday. Colts right. lose a few times. Dolphins don't lose the tiebreaker. Well, they do lose to the Colts, but have the Colts push down a little bit, see what happens. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. The Dolphins have to win out and go ten and seven and see what happens. Right. Let's just say this: if if the if the if the Colts beat the Patriots this week, boy, then we are big time cheering for the Bills next week when they take on the Patriots. Because then we're talking about. I mean, unless the Bills somehow lose to Carolina this week, which I don't foresee happening. But uh, and then you're you've got a case where you've got Buffalo at New England, again, with an opportunity to go top of the division before the, you know, listen, it's, it, there's a lot to play out, like I said, but it, you know, this is one of those things. Everything is week by week because what happens one week is going to inform what you want to happen the next week. That's because we're so far along. Uh, let's go to your next pick. Green Bay minus five and a half at Baltimore. I, I kind of like this pick as well, because whether or not Lamar Jackson plays, he's not going to be the same player that he typically is or that he would need, that the Ravens would need him to be. The Ravens have just had the worst injury luck. I think, I don't think I've ever seen a team with worse injury luck in a season than this Baltimore Ravens team this year. I mean, it's just been unreal. 
actually both these teams have suffered a lot of injuries. You know, Baltimore, obviously their entire running back core. And, and now you're dealing with offensive linemen and Lamar Jackson, but you look at green Bay, green Bay's lost one offensive lineman after another. Uh, you, you, you had the, the injury to um, Aaron Jones. Uh, you had the injury to one of their receivers last week. So it's not like green Bay is healthy, which is really the only pause I have in this game. It is on the road short week after playing the bears on Sunday night. Baltimore seems to get off the mat every time you doubt them. But at the end of the day, a hobbled Lamar Jackson is vastly different than a healthy Lamar Jackson. If he's limited in any way, Green Bay is the better team. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. He's injured as well, but it doesn't seem to be stopping him. I just like Green Bay. I think if Lamar's banged up, Baltimore could collapse early. I mean, mean, all due respect to Hundley, that offense isn't very good without Lamar. I know they rallied late in the game versus Cleveland, but that's a little bit about Cleveland not being able to close the deal on anybody. Uh, you saw what Green Bay did when they got behind the Chicago. I like them. They're the better team. The only pause I have here are the question marks on the offensive line that eventually will bite the Packers, but got to stay true to form. I've been on the Packers all year long. I have the NFC North ticket in my pocket. I've bet them probably in eight of their 10 wins. I really like the Packers to, to actually win the whole thing. I picked them to face the Bills in the Super Bowl. I may be a little off there, but then again, wouldn't surprise me if the Bills made it. Green Bay is the better team. I see them winning this one. Four and a half might be a little bit on the edge of too much, uh, but I just don't think Baltimore's any good with the hobble Lamar Jackson. I, I would agree with you. And then let's go to your final pick of the week here. We just talked about it in passing a moment ago. Carolina at Buffalo. Buffalo minus 11. You think the Bills are running away with this? I do. And if you look at the games last week, uh, it was it was favored city. It was big game city. It was blowout city. Over the last two weeks, teams that are laying three points or more are 17-2 and two against the spread. They were 9-0 and oh last week. Some ridiculous numbers with the good teams beating the bad teams. My guy, McKenzie Kramer, in the ESPN Stats Info Department, threw out a note that teams over 500 versus teams below 500 late in the year covered about a 60% clip. So you have all that. Still not a big fan of laying double digits in the NFL. But if you look at this game, the Bills' back is up against the wall. They have back-to-back losses. They, they, they got embarrassed by New England in that, that, that win game when they couldn't do anything and they couldn't stop the run. They then got blown out of the building for three quarters against Tampa before rallying in the fourth quarter. But I like what they did in the fourth quarter to force overtime. They rallied. They showed they weren't dead. They could have easily literally threw in the towel and said, let's move on to the next one. I don't like anything. That the, that the Carolina Panthers have done since starting Cam Newton. That starts with the Dolphins game. You got crushed by the Dolphins, crushed by the Falcons. Any team that loses to the Dolphins and Falcons in the same season isn't good. Call it what it is. It's like, that's embarrassing. And now you're facing a Buffalo team that needs to win and needs to win big. I see this being a 31-9 type game where, where like both teams, they're one and two in the NFL in defense. But I think Buffalo figures it out. You saw what they did to Tampa's defense in the second half last week. Carolina has nothing with Cam. I think that was the biggest mistake they made all year in getting Cam. Buffalo wins this one going away. Now, you said a minute ago that a team that loses to the Dolphins and Falcons in the same season isn't good. What do you call a team that lost to the Falcons and the Jaguars in the same season? Even worse. Relegated. That's what I call them. Relegated. So. Okay, so the Dolphins are being relegated, according to David Behrman. There it is. Yeah, That's correct. the word on the street. That's the, the official relegated. final answer. That's it. The Dolphins have been relegated to college football. They're, and then they're, they're not even going to a Power Five conference. They're going to the American. They're going to be taking the place of UCF. 
in the uh, American Conference. Back-to-back uh, weeks on last-second field goals. Maybe give them a break here or there. If the ones break the other way, then maybe they win both those games, and we're talking about a team that's competing for a division title instead of a team that's struggling to try to get a wild card spot. That's true. And if there's a pass interference call in that game against the Raiders, they, they win that one too. But, you know, right. if, uh, you know, there's a lot of if, ands, or buts out there. And, you know, that doesn't and if necessarily. If my aunt had balls, she'd be using Manscaped. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So there it is. There it is. All right. That is going to wrap us up here. Uh, any any plugs you want to get in, David? Sure. Here? I, would be, I mean, you already you plugged the column, which is great, but where else can people find you? Uh, my Twitter handle is right there on the screen at DBearman ESPN. Uh, I, I send out. Nuggets, notes, dolphin stuff, uh, gambling stuff all the time. Also ESPN chalk, which I plugged earlier. Uh, go there tomorrow morning and find find analysis and picks on on all sixteen NFL. Well, this game's already being played, so the rest of the fifteen games out tomorrow on ESPN chalk. Excellent. You can follow me, of course, at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. And every episode is available as part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. So make sure that you're subscribed to the same old Dolphin show. Subscribe to DolphinsTalk.com daily. Subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel and support all of our great sponsors. Manscaped, of course, BetUS. Go to BetUS.com and enter the promo code DolphinsTalk and you'll get a 125% sign-up bonus if you haven't already. So you can go over there and then uh, maybe take some of this advice from David here. Maybe win yourself some money. Might be a good idea. And then you've got Mike and Tom and their Gambling Corner show coming up on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel this weekend. You'll probably want to head over there as well because with bowl season upon us here, it's time to start putting some money on some of the bowl games because that is about some of the about the only way to make any of those games interesting, quite frankly, other than uh, the, the Gasparilla Bowl is going to be a very interesting bowl because the University of Central Florida Knights are going to be taking on the disgusting University of Florida Gators in a long-awaited, a long, highly anticipated matchup in the state of Florida. Uh, they sold out the Gasparilla Bowl on December 23rd. So get hyped. Get hyped for that one next week, folks. Um, of course, if you're not a fan of UCF or Florida, maybe that game doesn't interest you, and I could, certainly couldn't blame you for that. But anyway, I got, that's, I got that's coming news up. For you. I got breaking news for you. Uh-oh, what's happening? It, it took 47 minutes, but but Chapel Trail's finest, Mr. and Mrs. Behrman, finally have figured out how to get on the YouTube channel, and they're listening. So, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Oh, terrific. Terrific. <laughs> well, they, I'm glad they missed my brother's song. Yep, yep, yep. I'm glad they missed my brother's song. They probably uh, didn't need to see that. They uh, they also missed the uh, the Manscaped commercial, which is probably good. Um, but listen, Mr. and Mrs. Behrman, if you want to go back and watch it, you can. Give a five-star review. See. You get a yes, right. I, uh, I, I don't listen. It's a great idea. Listen, just if you want to buy somebody some products, some men's grooming products, manscaped.com promo code Dawson's All right. Uh, thank you everybody for, for watching live on Facebook and the Dolphins talk YouTube channel. Thanks to everybody who is listening, of course, in the Samuel Dolphins podcast feed, as well as the Dolphins talk podcast feed. We appreciate all of you. We will be back. The brain and I will be back together uh, we should be live Monday evening to recap what is hopefully a big Dolphins victory over the Jets on Sunday. And then, uh, and then we'll be with you. We'll see what the schedule is like the rest of the way this season uh, as we as we navigate the holiday season here. We'll, we'll figure it out. But a uh, special thank you again to David for being here on the show and filling in for the brain. I'm sure he appreciates it. Appreciates it. I certainly do. I hope all of you have enjoyed. 
uh, the show today. And uh, that's going to wrap us up. So as always, take care of yourselves and each other. And we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!